Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Welcome, everybody, to another Monday here at the RGM HQ, or the back room of my house. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, and I've got one of my favourite episodes. I've just had so much fun creating this episode for you guys. It's uh, <laughs> It's been great. Ladies and gentlemen, we've spent a bit of time with the K's recently, currently on tour. Uh, link to the tour is in the description of this podcast. Uh, just rate enjoyed the, just spending a bit of time within the, the K's camp. Such fun. <laughs> They're all over it. Ryan and Jamie from the K's joined us on the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen, coming up very shortly. Some cracking bits. Favourite bits when uh, the, the I didn't plan this question, it just came to me. Um, I just asked them to <laughs> share stories of each other off the road. And, it, and it's pretty hardcore. It's, um, it's fucking brilliant. Just stay tuned, guys. It's a great interview. Well, not a great interview just because I'm interviewing. I just mean, it, it's just a lot of fun, you know. I'm trying to get better at this thing. Always learning. Um, trying to not babble as much. <laughs> I'm not doing very well with that. But hey, oh. Thanks for joining us for another episode anyway, guys. It must be okay if you're back. Did you enjoy last week with the assist? Yeah, they're on tour now. Doing all the gigs. So much on in Manchester last night. I couldn't get to the assist gig. And I couldn't get to the K's gig. The, the assist were at night people in Manchester last night. I couldn't get to the, the K's gig with rats supporting them. Uh, at the Albert Hall because um, I'm sponsoring a festival in Macclesfield this weekend partying the pews so I spent the night in a church ladies and gentlemen what a great night it's been Joe Lowe's who's put that show on has worked so hard to just put on a spectacle the buscocks were headlined amazing Virgin Mary's class Millie and the Manders, first time I've seen them live. Proper class. Battery Farmers always put on the show of the lives. You know, it's such a great theatrical, you know, musical experience watching those guys. I had a wonderful time in Macclesfield at Christchurch. Yes, there's so much going on. It's great to be back, you know. I'm just enjoying life at the minute. I've been feeling a bit cooped out, so I've been forcing myself to go out. I went to the Albert Hall on Wednesday as well. To watch a band, I, f- uh, I didn't think I'd like. They were a bit cabaret. Well, it's proper cabaret. What's it called now? Postmodern jukebox. 
basically, basically like a cabaret act that does covers of songs like Thriller and British Spears and that kind of stuff. It's not something I pick ever, and I kind of wanted to back out of it a little bit. But you can't do that, can you? Mate's birthday, well, he likes them. Um, but the guy whose birthday it was got COVID, obviously, so he couldn't go. But we all still went down as a gang without the birthday boy. And it was okay, it was okay. Not really my bike, but it was entertaining for a bit. The tap dancing got a bit too much. Um, but yeah, I've had a busy week. And loved spending time down at Party in the Pews last night in Macclesfield. We're sponsoring more festivals, more and more festivals. It's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get RGM brand out there as much as possible out in the world. Just by, you know, supporting local music festivals, really. And after this weekend, when Party in the Pews has ended, which goes on Saturday, Sunday, you know, it's been on, you know, it finishes today as this podcast comes out on Bank Holiday Monday. Happy Bank Holiday, everybody, by the way, too. Yeah, it comes out today, and this is a rearranged day at Party in the Pews tonight for Peter Hook at the Light, who couldn't do it because of COVID last year, or last May, or whenever it was. So yeah, a great festival, raising great money for church, Christie's Charity, the Cancer uh, Hospital, Hospice. Yeah, so, busy, busy. At the back end of May, 22nd of May as well, guys, After All Festival comes to Manchester. Uh, five different stages, five different charities. Again, RGM sponsoring the Gulliver's stage. So keep your eyes on the uh, socials for After All Festival in Manchester coming up on the 22nd of May, Sunday the 22nd of May. We're all going to be down supporting a great, you know, five great charities, five great stages, five, you know, you know, bands on each stage. Apollo Junction are doing uh, Night and Day. I think that's like the main biggest band on there. Great band. So yeah, been busy, been busy. How have you been? Been on eight, had a good week. Sun's nice and all, and it's nice. It makes such a difference having nice weather. So anyway, that's a little update on RGM. One little thing we did want to mention as well is that uh, this week we did see the sad passing of Brian Spink. Um, one of those guys that, you know, has always been supportive and, you know, been around the music industry, grassroots, supporting bands for you know, forever. I never had the actual pleasure of meeting him, although I have spoke to him online about gigs and stuff and, you know, chatting. And he's, he's just a music-loving, gentle guy. And I was just speaking to a few people at Part in the Pews yesterday who really knew him and it was a real shock that he's not with us anymore, sadly. Uh, so this episode goes out to... Brian Spink, mate. Keep rocking up there, pal. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we have a new episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today with the K's, Ryan and Jamie, let's go. We're an, we're an open book. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new podcast with me, Carl Maloney, here in my yellow little booth in my house in Manchester. And today, guys, we've got an amazingly hard-working uh, band on his hands today, the K's. We've got Jamie and Ryan from the K's. Hey up, lads. Hey up, mate. You all right? Yeah, sound, sound. Where do we find you both today, then? Where Where are you, Jamie? Let's start with you. I'm at home. We're both at home in Elstown. Oh, okay, got you. Right. But Jamie's seen sun come out, so he's straight outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm off to the beer garden. Oh, Ryan's off to the beer garden. Right. There you go, mate. Bad cold the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd have your sunglasses on by now, mate. 
I know I've got a here, mate, but it's yeah. a bit too dark. Can't oh, see okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Well, thanks for joining us today, and thanks for your your sheer persistence with like just trying to make this happen. Because I know you guys are really busy, and we always appreciate you, you know, catching up and you spending a bit of time with us today. What I love about watching a band on the rise is just seeing how much hard work, well, knowing how much work it is for a band to get anywhere in this fucking industry of ours, the music industry. And when I see a band with so much dedication and work so hard, and I feel like you guys are, you know, leading the way with that at the minute. Um, And I just, you know, you guys have got that in spades. And and one, one little example of that, that really stood out for me recently when I was looking at your socials is that gig that you had in Blackpool recently where it didn't happen for whatever reason. And you still played yeah. the gig in a pub across yeah. the road for everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking love it was that. fucking ace. It was well good. The pipe burst <laughs> on the stage and all that gear was piss wet and Christ. everything. It was, bless the support band, it fucking popped whilst they were playing and it just went wow. all over from above. So we just, it mad rush to get stuff on and then they had to cancel the gig and then we just thought, fuck it. We went that pub the before, bouncer- didn't we? We was in that yeah, pub. The... Someone come over at road. Steve, one of our guitar techs, come over at road and was like, lads, the, the pipe's gone, the shit. And we thought we were taking the piss. And then we walked outside, there's fucking 400 people stood out in front of us. Wow. Jeering. <laughs> wow, so, so who, who, who the were the... The are like, fuck it. I can imagine, mate. Who, who were the sport bands well, like, then? Who got, who got wet? Uh, oh, shit. The fucking drummer got yeah, soaked. I can't him. remember the name. Okay. Slept. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I get, I get you, you know. Um, <laughs> so what venue was it then, that, in, in Blackpool? Bootleg Social. Bootleg it Bootleg, was. right, okay, right. So, because I imagine it's quite an iconic venue, that one. It's one where everybody wants to play, doesn't it, on the way up and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, so I, I, could... I love it, mate. We played a few times, mm-hmm. haven't we? But that was, that was yeah, going to be well so good. good. It was sold out. And Friday night in Blackpool sold yeah. out like near enough as soon as it went on sale. So it was fucking, we were buzzing to play it. But we got to play that pub, which was mint, and now we get to play bootleg again in July. So everyone's wow. a winner. So, like, what, what kind of, like, the, the resilience of making that decision to say the show must go on? needs to be applauded in my eyes. So who who's, who said, fuck this? There's a pub across the road. I'll go and have a chat with bloke. Who would well, sort it? it was, I think it was me dad, wasn't it? Was it? He said it to us. Yeah, well, the, the, bouncers, the bouncers were on the, lock the doors and they were like, I fucking won't go out their way. And I went, fucking move. It's our crowd, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I went out and there was like a concrete bollard. So I just stood on it and I was like, right, everyone. And I just looked and I went, everyone to the Washington. And then, like, that was the pub over at Road, so everyone fucking came. And then Dougie, Jamie's dad, ran over and was like, get your fucking guitars, we'll, we'll just do a fucking, we'll just pop up. So we're, like, running yeah. over there, our amps over the road, and, like, we just fucking <laughs> popped up and did it. So it's fucking ace. It worked out better than the fucking gig for me. <laughs> yeah. Did the, did yeah, the venue have a say in it, then, this other pub? Did they have a say in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah my dad asked just, them, like... Just, oh, OK. You just said, like, they rang the licensee, and, yeah. and they said, like, yeah, you, you can fucking do it, so... Wow. Well, they said, they said, we have karaoke on, so I don't see why not. <laughs> That's near enough for a live music license, isn't it? That'll be enough. That'll be enough. But, like, you know, it, it, I loved seeing that story and just, you know, it's, it epitomises what the K is doing at the minute. And, it, you know, the show always goes on yeah, and you're just fucking having it. And I love that. I just wanted to share that little story at the beginning. So, yeah. Uh, let's you just go- feel like a yeah. swack because all, all the people are there to look for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's already in the venue as well. It was just yeah. like, we had to do so much. Do you know what I mean? Good on you, lads. Good on you, lads. Now, let, let's go back yeah. a little bit then. So, let's start with you, Ryan. When, when did you first decide that music is going to be something that you're going to get into? When did it all, like, start kicking off for you, mate? Um... I guess it was probably when I was fucking 
in the last year of school and, and there was sort of local bands knocking about and, and everyone, mm. me, Jamie and like about sort of nine or ten lads around Newton just sort of all was in the same band but like just diving in between different ones, weren't we? Yeah, and like, yeah, and yeah. we just sort of, we just sort of kept doing it and then I sort of did, went away and did some stuff with my brother and then uh, I met Jamie at a party and he was like, we were just fucking, we've been out on different nights out and we just <laughs> met at the same party and we was in the kitchen and we were just like, do you want to fucking start writing some songs? And he was like, yeah. And then we just sort of turned up and then that's sort of when, and then Jordan joined, that's sort of when the case was born, I think. Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Because I, because I was still like doing little bits with Death Well, not so much doing little bits, but when when me and Ryan had this conversation, um, which, which which I don't even I don't even know. It was literally about half five in the morning, wasn't it? We both absolutely yeah. wrecked, and we're like, "Come on, let's just do it." And then we had to end up doing it. The best decision we've ever made. But uh, Dex, I'd already spoke to Dex like a couple of weeks before or something about like wanting to start doing stuff again and mm. that. So I already knew he was on board. Yeah, and then we just went. We were practicing in Vulcan in upstairs, weren't we? Is that what it was? Yeah, we practiced just fucking anywhere. I was usually yeah. kicked out, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just like, like the week after or something, and then we started just knocking these tunes on. Like they're quite good these, actually. So, uh, uh, what what it. projects were you doing before the case? Then before you before the lightning bolt struck and you both met each other, what, what were you doing before that? So I was in a band <clears throat> called the Case oh. that I joined when I was in high school. But then we stopped yeah. doing stuff when we was about sixteen, and everyone went to different okay. colleges and that. And then people went off to uni and stuff. And then when me and Ryan had that conversation, it must have been about. Well, it was like 2017, wasn't it, when Sarajevo came out? It was probably about early yeah. 2017 mm-hmm. or something. Um, so, And that was like five years after I left school. So I haven't done that for years, really, before it. Ah, so, so you made up the name and you just like reinvented. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Your, so. An old project and just... And know, Dexter was in that bar with me as well. Dexter was, mm. Dexter was in the, the old bar with me as well. And what, did you say you were with doing some stuff with your brother, Ryan? Yeah, my brother was in a band called Sly Dig, so I just used to sort of play piano and a bit of guitar for him, and uh, we went on like some tours around uh, different countries, some like tours. America and Europe and stuff. <laughs> is it one of them tours? <laughs> where so you it, like the, we went on the Who tour. Oh, <laughs> oh, I've lost him at that t- that point. Oh, oh. Is it, or, or has he cut it off himself? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, sorry, Ryan, we're losing you there, mate. Not paid his phone bill. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go, Is mate. Is that any better? Right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We've got you back, mate. So, yeah, just talk us through that project then, what you're up to. We are on Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. It is what it is. We can deal with it. We can all deal with it. Uh, well, I was playing I was playing in a, fucking, I was playing in a pub in, in Earlstown, and uh, my brother just sort of ran me and said, do you want to come on? Do you want to come on a tour? And I was like, like what doing? And he said, like, going, we've just got the Who support tour in America. So it was like 25 dates around. Hang, around on, hang, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So I were expecting it to be a few gigs around, you know, the country, just playing a few pubs and that. But now you now you brought the fucking Who into it. Come on, give us a bit yeah, of context was, with that. Well, it literally went from being the pub and then the, the next, I'd never played piano. And it was like, we need a, need a piano, the pianist so I sort of fucking bought a piano locked myself in my granddad's garage for five days and went and did an arena tour with the Who supporting the Who <laughs> uh, with, me, with my brother's band and then that, that followed on to like some gigs with like the Killers and Liam and stuff like that around Europe Yeah, and that just sort of grew legs and and, and it, just, it was just fucking weird. so how how did how did you get a sports how did you get a sports lot with the Who 
because my brother's band was signed. It was under the same management as the Who. They signed oh, them and right. threw him on the Who tour straight away. Got you. Okay. So that that was a connection, yeah. But it yeah. was fucking the time of my life. Like it was brilliant. <laughs> so do you do you like look? Is your brother older than you or younger? Or? Yeah, he's three years older than me. So did did you always like see the success that your brother are having and always think I fancy a bit of that myself? Type. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that sort of came into it. But he, we all, we sort of toyed with the idea of doing stuff together at a young age, mm. but we never really did it. Do you know what I mean? We both shared a bedroom for fucking 20 years and then we're yeah. both on the fucking same stage. So we never got our heads together to think, do you know what? We might do something here. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it worked out well. <laughs> give, give us one of your favourite stories of looking back from a touring with the Who then. Uh, I was fucking out. We was in LA and it was Pete Townsend's birthday. And it was my mum's birthday on the same day. So Pete Townsend had like his cake and all that in the fucking backstage. And uh, I went in and he was giving his big speeches and all that. And my brother went on stage and was like, fuck Pete Townsend, it's my mum's birthday. And all this did like a big live thing about my mum on stage. So it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> so that, that was really good because my mum was like at home crying her eyes out. You know what I mean? <laughs> And you, you supported was, Liam as well. Too many memories to say. Sure. Have you got a story about the Liam one, and then we'll yeah, move on to was... you guys? Uh, I got really fucking drunk with Gene, his son. He's mm. fucking a cool cat. Um, yeah. That was good in Milan. That was really good with the Killers as well. They were It was the first time I've ever seen the Killers, and mm. it was just fucking that. Probably one of one of the top sort of three bands that I've ever seen live. Yeah, the fucking they were, boys. They were, them aren't they live? Yeah, Christ, they could. Yeah, I can remember first seeing the Killers at Manchester. It was a club NME tour, yeah, proper years ago. And it was Manchester Academy, yeah. uh, the smaller one of the smaller academies. Yeah, yeah. And they were great yeah. then. And then, yeah. you know, just what a, what an experience, what a live experience. Do you guys like look at that and think, you know, how are we gonna compete with that? Well, just as soon as we start... Yeah, we have a little fucking party popper confetti. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Try pop off stage like the killers. <laughs> just all have laser pens on our head. <laughs> but it's constantly evolving. Like we're, you've got, yeah. you've got to go with it. So the bigger venues are playing, the more budget you have for your shows, the more mm. you, the more you can do. Like this is the first tour we're ever going to have done with our own front of house in it. Yeah. Second our own oh, house yeah. round around everywhere we go, which is going to make a huge difference because if you're using an house, what? Yeah. After time, they've never heard one of your fucking songs before. They're just yeah. guessing what it should sound like. Yeah. But we always manage yeah. to get by. Like, but I'm really looking forward to having the same lad with us every night. It's the Ben's sound as well, the lad who's doing it. So we're really looking forward to it. So how, yeah, how yeah, it's just about adapting as you, as you get yeah. bigger, I suppose. I had a similar conversation on a previous podcast a couple of weeks ago with October Drift, just before they were going on their tour. And they have started to play bigger venues. They've got more of a budget. They're trying to, um, you know, give the fans value for the money and tickets and trying yeah, to up yeah. the production's value on their stages and that kind of stuff. What? How do you prepare as a band now before you go on this stage? Because I'm just looking at your gig poster now. You're all all right, aren't you? You start in Glasgow on 28th of April, Manchester, yeah. Leadmill, uh, Birmingham, Birmingham, Sheffield. Yeah, everywhere, mate. Leeds, Dublin. It, you know, how do you prepare for a tour of this size? And, you know, what what kind of, what's the mechanics behind the scenes to make sure it's a success? How do you plan it's, it? It's a lot of, I think before it now, it's a lot of box ticking, sort of making sure everything's sorted. That's all there is mm. to it, really, making sure everything's in place, making sure we're sorted for everything that needs to, needs to be done to make the tour happen, whether that's like in terms of logistics or in terms of the actual yeah. show itself. But when it comes to the set, 
it's just the same as always. It's just business as usual. For mm. us now, we just fucking go out there and have it and people seem to like it. <laughs> Do you have individual jobs? Like just one of your book the hotels as one of your uh, make oh, sure no, they're driving? Does all that. Who does that? I manage Nicky. She sorts. All oh that. right. Okay. Fair enough. So, so you don't but have then like I'm sleeping on benches or something. One of us had to do it. Book <laughs> it for the wrong day or something. <laughs> so, it, like even little things like making sure all your—I don't know—you've got batteries for your foot pedals or your, all your leads work and all that, or yeah. all, all the little shit that you know, all the yeah. day-to-day stuff. How, how do you like we, we, sort all that? The manager. We've got distributors. <laughs> No, we sort of take care of our own gear, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got like a pre-production day on Monday, so we just yes. like do a bit of a dress rehearsals before tour, uh, make sure everything works, make sure we've cleaned all the shit from bootleg off our amps. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't done that yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we, was on show, we were doing a video shoot the other week, doing a video shoot last week, and we we got there and was like, we don't even know if these amps work because we've not turned them on since we've covered in water. But luckily enough, touch wood, everything's right. fine. Uh, but yeah, we just, we just go through it. We practice, make sure everything's done. Some guitars have gone in this week, aren't they, for setups as well? It's just little yeah. little things yeah. like that. But that's just part of the process. Now, naturally, we don't even have to think about doing that. It's just you know, when you're getting close to a tour, you need to go and get your guitars set up properly because you yeah. fucking bang them off a million things on the last tour and all that sort of stuff. Make sure all your pedals aren't broke from all the beer that's been spilled on them. <laughs> that sort of stuff. So um, I know rats are supporting you on the tour, yeah. And this feeling of being a you know a big massive supporter of you guys throughout the years and that kind of stuff what kind of uh relationship do you have with those guys now and you know just you know they are excellent at sending a band to that next level of you know being able to finance yeah. and, and tour under their own I think, name I, I just think it's great what the work they do with that kind of stuff you're going yeah. around can you hear me yeah i think what with this feeling do you mean or rats? Yeah. do you mean this feeling as a platform yeah this feeling is a platform and rats as a support band He's probably one of the only good guys that I've come across in the games, to be mm. honest. That Well, Mikey oh, yeah. Johns, who sort of runs this feeling. There's very few people in this industry who are, like, really upfront and doing it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? Mm. His art's in the right place, and it's all about fucking music, and it's not about bollocks and fuck, the, the shit that, that ruins sort of music business. It, it's just mm. all all the right stuff, and that's why we love working with him. And, and we got to know the rats through this feeling, and, and we got on with them fucking straight away. Yeah. It's, so yeah. a few beers here and there, do you know what I mean? And then you're fucking good mates, and then we just mm. thought, fuck it, let's go on tour together. Nice. Are you going to add something to that, Jay? So, yeah, I can yeah. only reiterate what what Paddy mm. said there about like working with this feeling. Like Mikey's just, Mikey's art's in the right place. He just does it for pure yeah. love of the music and to give people a platform. There's nobody else doing it in the same way that they are. Mm. Nobody else is giving up and coming bands the platform that they are. Where they'll, you can basically they'll put anybody on and give, and give everybody a chance, and you've just got to pay them back by fucking turning up and your best to shift the tickets and stuff. Yeah. But that's what you've been doing anyway, whoever you, yeah. whoever you were doing. But they just do it for Mikey. Just his arts in the right place, and nobody else gives up and coming bands a platform to perform yeah. on like they do. And we'd be fucked without them. Not yeah. not us. I mean, upcoming bands in general, mm. like us and and every other upcoming band, they wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah. coming through without this feeling. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And Ryan, you mentioned there that. You know, some of the bollocks that goes on in the industry. What kind of things have you seen in the past that, you know, haven't sat well with you uh, <laughs> working through the industry? Fuck, you know, how long, how long have you got? I've got as long as I've got until the Zoom cuts off, mate. I mean, I'll be, be fucking, I'll be aiming everyone if I had a few jigs. Down. It's just, um, it's just 
just dickheads like who, who don't really know what they're doing and they don't they don't know about music. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's all fucking business and yeah. and it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Because it it ruins bands and bands split up because of it because of the negativity and stuff like that. And it's not about it's never about the music when when really that's what it should be about. And that's what I sort of well, we sort of pride ourselves on as a band because we're doing it for the music and the right reasons. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I, and I think that's what keeps us so close and hard working and and sort of level headed. But there's just people in the industry that, that shouldn't be there. But it's the same with everything. But what what side of the industry do you mean? Do you mean like the the label side or the fucking all live of it, side? Mate. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's not me. That's not being horrible. It's just. Well, it's just. I work I in it, mate. Well, I, know, I know that. Yeah. The well-known fact that uh, a lot of the people in this game are bellends, for want of a better word. <laughs> No, you're no, right. But it, we're lucky yeah. because the ones that we work with, the yeah. ones that we work with are all ace. Like, yeah, not just saying that because we, because we work with them, but you just have to, we've had to learn the hard way sometimes about who to work with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And been like shagged got, over a few times and that. But now we've, we've got, got a, a solid team, team, haven't we? Team, yeah. Uh, so like, around us. Everyone looks after us. We've got a really good relationship with all the promoters we work with. We're, yeah. we're, we're in a really good place, but... To get to that place, we've had to deal with the other shit as well. So what kind of advice would you give a, maybe a, a, a band that are just getting into the industry now? What kind of advice would you give um, a, a young band watching this to help them avoid some of the pitfalls that you guys have experienced? It's difficult to say, really, because we've always been, well, thought we were pretty, like, Switched on up. top with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Because we signed contracts and that and had them sent off to solicitors and then... But then, if it's a, com- a company like a bit of a rag ass company yeah. that's not really yeah. done much before, they just they just don't do anything that the contract sets, yeah. and then it's just like you end up in a legal battle where you're just going to end up losing money anyway until you can finally get away from the dickheads. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that took us a couple of I'd years. I just say like a lot, a lot of naivety oh. goes into it as well. Do you know when you when you're sort of young and someone dangles a character, you just sort yeah. of what you want to grab it because everyone yeah. needs it. And, and just try and I know it's hard until you've lived through it for a few years to to know it from experience. But just try and like not be naive with fucking and listen to bullshit that people feed you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just do yeah. your own thing and and enjoy it. Don't never lose the enjoyment out of it because then you just fuck. Do you know what I mean? What's the point in doing it? One hundred percent. And when I'm speaking to young bands and they're asking me how do I progress and that, to that especially I get you get asked a lot. How do I get out of my own city as a band? But you, you just have yeah. to, you do have to just take a bit of a risk. You, you'll find it your own way. If something sounds too good to be true, then it generally is. That's a good yeah. rule of thumb, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you can tell. You get an instinct for bullshit the longer you're in the industry, and sometimes it can be a bit too yeah. late. Sometimes when you know when people spin it, I've got a really good radar for, for bullshit. I can I can spot it a mile off. So if you know that you've spot all those bullshit in the media, right? Well, I've got I've got a list. Uh, I've I've just been bullet pointing some of the stuff you've said, mate, to pull you up on me a bit. But yeah, you, you, you just go go with your instinct. If it feels too good to be true, then generally it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, well, yeah, yeah. near enough every single time, and it's too good to be true. You'll be told like, just get out. Do you know what I mean? Just get a van. Just hire a van. Get a van. Yeah, play get out a club there. in Glasgow or somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just and fucking enjoy that's it. That's the feeling that's the again. That. On the that's the only reason we could start doing that stuff and playing in different venues was this feeling. Mm. Remember the first time we went down to London? It was like a massive thing and we fucking loved it. Yeah. Well, we we got absolutely... We played two days, didn't mm. we, in the second day. We hadn't slept from the night before. It was <laughs> our first time being on tour and we were like, this is what you do. You just go wild when you're on tour. But then yeah. you realise that that's, that's very short-lived <laughs> for that because it's just not doable. 
He has to get to some sleep at least. Well, I've seen all the good work that this feeling have done with Spangled by mates from Manchester. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sport is kind of too good band though. Yeah, nice yeah, proper, really nice lads, and I think they're the nicest group of lads that I've ever met in the industry, and they are. Yeah. Uh, they're really nice. They're proper switched on. They, you know, they're, they're ambitious. Uh, and they're fucking yeah. good, and I, and I love that. And and, I, and a platform for this feeling, just like it, just feels like a, it, it's a glove. It's a it's a lovely. It's a nice match, and it's going to work well for all parties involved with it. I think. And, yeah. You know, the, the, the community yeah, around yeah. bands put... with this feeling is ace too. Yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. them on that on the this feeling stage like... at Isle of Wight last year. That's yeah. the first time I've seen them at Isle of Wight on that this feeling stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We we met John through. Um this feeling John Giddens oh, yeah. the agent mm. so that was that was a sort of an introduction because he, he had a stage at Isle of Wight and obviously we got chatting mm. to John and then Solo or another company like this feeling who sort of worked with up and coming bands you know what I mean it's it's all everyone's arts in the right place when so I think that that's another good thing that came from this mm. sort yeah. of that working with them and just get out there and just fucking do what you can with anyone and well, that's been a one that, yeah. that's been the big difference maker as well signing to Solo I think with the like the, the slots that we get now Compared to, we only signed with them at the end of last summer. I think it was, I think it was September last year, and they've got some massive artists. Like, don't get me wrong, but the fuck, their art's completely in the right place. It was like John and Charlie. We absolutely love them both. They do so much for us and do such a good job yeah. for us. And their arts, arts in the right place. But now you look at our festivals, and we're playing all, we're playing all over Europe. We're on main stage at fucking Reading and Leeds. I've listed them. We've got Kendall calling Sweden, the festival in Sweden, Lola Palooza, yeah, Leeds and Reading. Yeah. They're, are they on? Is it on the big stages? Or the big fuck off ones. Yeah. We're on the we're on the main stage at Reading and Leeds. Now then, how are you going to fill yeah. that? What are you going to do with here? I don't know if that's what? announced yet, though. Is it? Oh shit! <laughs> I, <laughs> I've 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 written it down, so I must have read it somewhere it online. Well, yeah, no, we the yeah. festivals announced, but we don't know if it's in the main stage announced. But okay. if we're on the festivals. Balls, there's no harm in saying what stage. No. Yeah, well, so, so you know, like build said what it. I said. I'm only joking. I can beep it out if you if you want, lads. It's fine. But it, it, you know, yeah, if you, if you do, uh, you know, these the stages that you play now. Nice. What is it? What what kind of capacity venues is it? Is, is the tour? Like it depends. The, uh, it depends what I'm playing. Two and a half in it. Two and a half yeah. ish roundabout. Yeah, because yeah. the you know, like so, playing those kind of size venues and then playing a massive festival stage. Yeah. You know, there's so much space to fill as a band. I know the, the, the you, you kind of get quite tight in the middle of it and you set up like you're going to set up, yeah. but the, the whole dynamics of playing live on those big stages must be completely different to um, like the tall stages that you're going to be doing. I, How I do you plan for that? We, I, think, I think that's where we thrive though, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I, I was going to say then. Wait, wait till we get fucking wireless guitars and all that. I'll be at the fucking back of the festival, mate. Yeah. yeah, no, it plays to our strengths, that, definitely. Because yeah. our sound is so is so big and so energetic. Yeah. Definitely. The bigger, big like, stage, some, when it's absolutely blasting out of the main stage yeah. at a festival, it's, and we've got all this room to just fucking have it, basically. That's, that's when we thrive and that's when we're at our best. And, that, like... We're just we're not phased by anything. I'm not being arrogant or, any, or cocky yeah. or anything. There, we're just, we're, that's what we want to do. So we we're not phased by it at all. We're going to get up there and we're going to have it the best we can with however much space we've got. The bigger the yeah. better. So how, how do you rein it in? Because you're supporting James abroad as well. How, how, we how don't. Do you, we just go for it. How do you how do you rein in the booze? <laughs> well, oh, we yeah, so <laughs> you just don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the weather's like, mate. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> now nah, we'll be re- we'll be re- we're, yeah. we're, 
we're, we're never too bad, are we? Not before the show, anyway. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, you get that fucking thing where you sat in the green room, still got two hours to go on, and you think, fucking on, but stay here, I'm going to slow down. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone's asleep in corner. But yeah, um, we just sort of, you just gotta be fucking sensible with it because the main the main mm. part of it, obviously, you get all the good bits that we've got to come with it, but you've got a job to do first and foremost. Yeah. You've you got to do it, but yeah. we always make it work. I learned the hard way. I I did it once and put my guitar on and fell, and my head went through the bass drum in my old band. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> fucking fell over. So so I won't be doing that again. <laughs> 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 so life on the road then so how do you you know uh when you get i just know from being around my mates and be going on holidays with them and just having a good time and that kind of stuff things can get a bit fraught how do you like uh, you know you're, you're a band of brothers you're out there on the road how do how do the relationships develop uh do they sometimes take a bit of a hit do they do they do they bond you stronger when you when you this tight-knit community abroad how does it work for you guys the case it makes you stronger, definitely. It bonds us stronger, I think. Go on, yeah. do you want to go? We usually fuck up everything, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> There's a theme here. We usually have that much shit on the road that it brings us tighter together. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to adapt and overcome. But you've yeah. got, you've got. Everybody's looking out for each other when you're on tour because yeah. everyone's always mint. But you're in, you're in cities you've never been before. After time, yeah. you're just six here. Do you know what I mean? So you've just got to like, you don't know anybody else there or anything. So you've always got to not look out for each other like there's fucking danger around every corner but you've got to keep your wits about you and make sure you've got like each other's backs and stuff like that and everybody's look, looking yeah. out for each other and, and just over time that sort of just makes you stronger to be to where it becomes a family and now we're just fucking all right quick question for jamie then give us a story about your favorite story about ryan on tour oh fucking hell <laughs> oh fucking hell i best go here <laughs> I don't, I can't. I actually can't. What, you just physically, it'll just, <laughs> no, yeah, YouTube no, no, will just ban us. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a PG one. Right, give me a minute, I'll come back to you. On okay, that. then, Ryan, Ryan, have you got yeah, one, have you, have you got one about yeah. Jamie? Yeah, go on. I've got one, yeah, when he shits himself on stage. Oh, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> True story, though. I'm only joking. Well, you know, we all do it. He wasn't well... Yeah, and I've never been stood in the toilet and someone asked me for my boxes before. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was so fucking grim. I, I must have had like food poisoning or something because he hadn't had a drink, hadn't been out the night before. Yeah. We were just playing and I started feeling really ill and then we played soundtrack and I was sick. And then I was sat there and I was like, like went there pale and stuff and felt horrible. And then we, I was just like, right, well, everybody's here, so I'm going to have to play anyway. Yeah. Got on stage, didn't get through. We started, we got a fear, and didn't get through to the end of the song, and I was just being sick all over the stage. <laughs> Literally, and then and then everybody stopped, and the fucking sound tech didn't put any music on. So for a solid, like, 30 seconds, it was just me, like, wretching. Just a completely <laughs> silent crowd, hundreds of people watching me just be sick. <laughs> fucking worst night of my life. Oh, yeah. That right, right, now, you can get him back now, then. Go on, Jamie, what, oh, what we got? Uh, you've, you've took me fucking... <laughs> you took my train of thought off track. <laughs> I'll come back to you on it. Let me have a think about it. Okay, well, we'll come back. We'll come back. I want to get a good one. Okay, we'll come back to that in a bit. Let's a little teaser for everybody later on. So, so the new single "Hometown" is out now uh, as we record this podcast. So, just talk yeah. us through this big fuck off new tune that you've got out there, lads. You, I think you've hit the nail on the head pretty that's well it. there. It's a big. That's, fuck that's off the. Re- I'll write that review for our gym. A big fuck off tune. That's it. No more yeah. words needed. Yeah, 
no, it's us to a T, mate. It's, it's us to a T. It's just, it's high energy. Yeah. It's, it's well written. Uh, yeah. Lyrics are good. The melody's good. The chorus is massive. The riff's unbelievable. Just, it's, I, I don't know, like, I'm obviously biased saying all this stuff. Yeah. I'm sure other people will agree with Bringing me. back guitar music in it. That's the one. Yeah. It's just Hopefully. raw power from start to finish, but... It's more. It's like dead sort of summery in a way. It's like as a song, as summery as a song can be. Do you know what I mean? It's like a proper festival tune, I'd say. Which well, is why it I does seem part of the now. part of the K's formula to have these, uh, you know, major high-powered riffs within within yeah. your tunes. Is it? Definitely. Is it? A, is it a formula? Where, where's that formula come from? Is that just? I don't know. You tell Otherwise, me. what's the fucking point of me being yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, that's it. We just always like. A lot of the time, if we text something in, yeah. and I'm showing Paddy it, you'll always you'll always like to go home and sit on it, won't you? And do it on mm. your own at home rather than in the rehearsal room. And then the next time you come back in, comes back in with some yeah. fucking magic, and it's just it just yeah. puts the song like next level. And then hometown though, you rip the riff first, didn't it's you? The fact that or we or some we yeah. sort of, we already had that riff, didn't we? And then rip sort of around that. I think we already had the riff for a while and just sat mm. on it for ages, yeah. Well, I think it's like the idea of sort of people singing and the courses and stuff like that, but also like when, when there's no vocals and stuff, everyone's just going fucking nuts at summer all together yeah. at the same time. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like got a feeling, for example, like when everyone just fucking starts going mad chanting it and you don't even have to play it. Yeah. Things like that we sort of feed off and get and get a, and get a taste yeah. for, so we just try and implement that into songs. I get a feeling, and it's just an instinct with you guys, that you can write, you, you can write a song quite quick and know when it's ready... Um, and know when it's finished quite quick as well. That's an instinct of mine. I don't, I don't know where that's coming from. Um, is that a fair yeah. judgment of uh, how you write your music? Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a compliment. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. No, sometimes it can take a little bit longer, but other times you just, yeah. it, just it just writes itself. You start playing mm-hmm. it and it just, it just writes itself, just goes from one bit to the next. And before you know it, like you can have a song finished in like one practice after time. Mm-hmm. And then other times, oh, there's a really fucking annoying yeah. song yeah. that you can't finish for like months. Just... And then there's still, it's still got a list of like half finished songs that you just can't seem to get to work. But we will. Go on, Ryan, you just decision. know it though, don't you? Like when you, when you play something, like you know that it can't be better. Like you're never going to fucking yeah. get it better than that. And you just know that that's sort of the instinct that, that probably you're referring to because we, we get that feeling where you think, this is fucking it. Do you know what I mean? That's the song. Yeah. Just done. Just get it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got the you've got your own tour coming up. You've got all these festival stuff coming up. Um, I don't have much left, uh, JMF, to start thinking of your example, mate. Um, we'll give you a bit of a time to think oh, about. Oh, we got past this, man. Oh, go on. What's this? Sorry, mate. Don't get too excited. <laughs> I'm saying we got past this, though. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's walking past. Oh, he's all right. He can walk past. Hi, mate. Hello. <laughs> hey, all. <laughs> so, yeah, so you've got this big festival coming up. You've got, um, you know, the, your own uh, tour coming up. What What's next for the Ks? I think we'll probably go back out at the end of the year um, yeah. on tour. I think we've got another tour sort of loosely planned. Nothing sort of written in in right setting writing yet but um that's probably going to be after the festival season along with more releases so yeah i see i, I see i see it with the lathams you know they've just they just toured and toured and toured and they finish a tour and then there's another one announced yeah. there. it's the only way to stay viable financially as yeah. a band really, and to stay on the road isn't it it's what you want to be doing though as well yeah yeah it's, yeah. What, you, it's what you want to be I know. doing that. if we don't play for a couple of weeks we're bored as fuck like you get back on yeah. the tour and you're absolutely knackered 
and you get that feeling where you're, it's, it's a weird feeling you go into your room right and it's the first time it's been quiet for like weeks it's yeah. the first time you've not heard any noise for weeks because somebody's always playing music or talking <laughs> or whatever and then you think fucking hell and you lie on your bed for about 30 <laughs> seconds and then you're like this is shit <laughs> come on get back out already as soon as you get back off tour you just want to be straight back on tour straight away how do you find it right I fucking can't wait. Get all me away from these cunts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I love it's it. exact same as you say. Yeah, you have like a you have like a day of rest at home, and then you're yeah. like, fucking hell! Like, oh, you ought to be going to another city or playing. So you're always sort of chasing that next tour. And I think when we come off the back of the festival season and then big stages and things like that, that that's what's going to be it. along with releases in sort of November time, I reckon for for a tour. So yeah, so watch this space kind of thing. Well, I've I've really enjoyed watching the journey of the band. Just you know, just the right. My one of my favourite things is just watching the journey of a band and watching a band rise uh, and just take on the world. And I'm I'm really enjoying watching you guys crack on. Just before we finish today, Jamie's going to finish with a story about Ryan. <laughs> oh shit! And, uh, and, and then and then we'll we'll, oh. let, we'll let you get on with your day and take over the world. <laughs> right, right. We've got to be really PG. You can. I've we got don't. To. You can say what you want. No, no, I'm not, no, seriously. Oh, God, no, seriously. You can say what you, it's PG-18, this podcast, My favourite actual one, which is, this isn't a bad one, but this is just like, my favorite, when you stop playing open maybe, but announced it down on the mic, we're going back to what we were saying before about getting too pissed before games. Okay. He got that pissed once that he couldn't remember how to play it, so turned his head to me, and went, I'm going to have to not play this one, but just set it down, his mic and stop playing it for the rest of the song. And then the other one, which I won't go into too much detail about, is... Uh, is when you started fucking World War Three in the van by telling two of the crew you were going to give him a slap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, it's not even funny. It's not funny, but it fucking is funny. <laughs> it was so funny at the time because he like, said it on the breath of the end. He was like, you fucking what? <laughs> Climbing over the seats in the van. That was a personal favourite. But oh, man, I love it. Now. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Is there anything yeah, you'd just like to finish off the interview today? Just a word to your fans, maybe, and about the support that you've had over the country. Is there, is there just one message you want to shout out to the people watching this that are case fans? Well, I want to say thanks to you, Carl, for having us on. You're welcome, First and mate. foremost, mm. we really appreciate it. Yeah. And yeah, nice one to everyone for the support. The ticket link's below. Come and get a ticket if you've not seen us before, then come and join the fucking party. Yeah, man. Well, I'll be definitely catching you live, lads. Really appreciate your time. And, nice one, mate. and take over the world. Um, you're, you're, you're well underway. Cheers. Well, 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 well. Yeah, you, 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 you click more with some guests than what you do with others, don't you? Just in That just happens in life in general, doesn't it, when we meet people for the first time. And, uh, even the barrier of Zoom uh, just couldn't stop how much fun these guys are and how much you'll laugh they're having and how much... They're enjoying this thing called the K's that's, you know, taking over the world. Ryan, Jamie, lads, thank you. It was my pleasure, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast. It's been great to have you along. If you're brand new to the podcast as well, thank you for joining us. Keep in touch. You'll see all the news about new guests and things like that going out on our socials. Uh, Twitter page, the official uh, home of the podcast is at RGM Pod. You can see the video version of this podcast as well. That goes live on Wednesday at 6pm uh, with the K's. Like with all of these interviews that we do, they're all on YouTube as well. So you can see us face to face having a chat and having a laugh and that. 
Uh, so give us a follow and a subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you host your podcasts. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's very much appreciated. And, yeah, we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.